Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Now you can do worse. You can do much worse than the Decemberists hearkening back to a winter bygone. So frustrating to look up at the snow bowl and see all that beautiful white and just know there's no, no, no chance. It's frustrating to see the snow up there. Man, you you are in the wrong spot. You know there there are places on Earth that don't don't even get snow. Did you, you know won't that? let me leave this show? No, I will not. That I don't have a, a choice. Fact. That is a fact. Sutel Nuanas. If you missed anything in the first hour, including our conversation with the head coach of the Northern Arizona football team, Chris Ball, you can check it out on the podcast. The Tutel Nuanas podcast is available all the time wherever you'd like to get it. It's there thanks to Blackfoot. If you'd like to call 361-3688, the phone number, all guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. And if you'd like to listen live, well, you can do that on the World Wide Web. How about that thing? 1029ESPN.com. You go there. You listen at any time you want to. And uh, you do that on the stream thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Hour number two, Colton Nuanas is uh, on a highway somewhere in Montana with a, uh, with a car that's not running, which is why he's not here. And, uh, you know, so we're trying to get through, you ever been in a bad, in a bad, one of those situations, not like, not like a wreck or something like that, but where all of a sudden you go, Oh, well now I'm here and this is just where I'm going to be for, you know, I don't know how long. Um, nothing immediately comes to mind. Okay. Um, this valet service, you, you, you drove off a, a, a wintry road once upon a time. I mean, I knew where I was. Okay. I mean, the, the, <laughs> I mean, I would assume, I mean, yeah, I don't think like if your car dies, all of a sudden you got no clue where on earth you might be standing. I mean, yeah, you probably know where you are, but that doesn't make it, maybe make it any difference. I mean, you're I stuck. guess I don't know what you're saying. I knew that I was on the road. I knew that I did a slow roll over the bushes <laughs> and spilled my drink, spilled my cold coffee on the roof of my truck. Yeah, that was a bummer. And then it was your car. Would your did your truck come to a stop upside down? No, it did a full 360. It kind of like floated on these bushes, and I rolled around to the left side, and it went. And my driver's side mirror this went. It's like a four crack. service road on the side of a mountain kind of deal. No, it's a it's a well traveled, well maintained road. But what isn't it a dirt road though? Yeah, dirt road. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A snowy dirt road. I mean, I wasn't on you know some logging trail. Or no. Something. Okay. I mean, I get you. And then uh, the truck rolled around, and the mirror went crack. And I was like, oh, you know, dang it. 
rolled around and I felt like something wet and I realized the coffee, which was now upside down at like a 45 is like spilling on me (laughs) from the cup holder. (laughs) So I grabbed it and put my hand on it. And then we rolled around and the other window went crack. And then it landed on it's four tires and nothing happened. Oh, then I lost the rear view mirrors. So then I had a friend come up and get it back on the road and I drove it home. You got, you had a friend who could pull you out of that thing? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. What a friend. That was cool. How did we get to this? Because Coulter stuck somewhere. Oh, right. I mean, I wasn't stuck like. There was a cabin about two miles down the road. I thought you had to hike out of that. I I, did. It was like two miles, two, three miles. Oh. The issue was it was dusk. You know, it was like (laughs) 4.15 p.m. and it's like getting pretty close to dark now, you know. And and dusk lasts about 90 seconds in the middle of winter. And so the other thing was I was not prepared at all. You'd think I wasn't born and raised in Montana. So uh, I'm walking out of there in, you know, tennis shoes and multiple feet of snow. And um, there's like cat tracks down the road Mm. going back towards the main road. I'm going, oh, no, you know, it's pretty scary. But you what do you actually went to a stranger's house and like knocked on the door and said, hey, sorry, can I use your phone? Yeah, they were very concerned. uh, Rightly so. Like concerned when you walked up to the door. Yeah, I mean, like this is a remote cabin. Like, there's right. no other residents. I mean, I, I can't think of something more disconcerting than either living in a remote cabin and having somebody at the dark walk up to your door <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, or also the converse of that being the person going, well, there's a reason this person lives here disconnected from society, <laughs> and they probably don't want visitors after dark in the middle of winter. And then here I am. So how when they opened the door, like, did they open it? What happened? They were really skittish. We saw them looking out the window. Some time yeah. went by, and it was clear that they were, like, discussing, okay, are we going to do this or are not? Are we going to let this? You know this, what I mean? Yeah. Um, were you by yourself? I was. There was three of us in total, and so the two girls went inside. They said, you girls can come inside. Okay. And oh, they, interesting. And they said... Would you wait right here? Split up the group. And yeah. they brought out like a long corded phone. Okay. And honest to goodness, she handed it to me through the thing and she goes, tell me the number you want, but will you wait on the porch? Okay. I said, sure. Yeah, no problem. And so she dialed up, you know, the number and closed the door through the court, called, said, hey, you know, I need a ride. Here's what happened. Whatever. A couple friends are coming up to get us. And then uh, I knocked and set the phone inside and they closed it. And there we waited. Did On not, outside. Did not allow me into the cabin. Were you cold? Yeah, it was. I mean, like, like I understand cold. the. You know, I understand being cautious about this, but like at some point you got to go. Well, you know, maybe at least would you like some tea, something? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, right. None of that was offered. I up. mean, they did get you the phone call, so that's I guess the biggest thing. Yeah. But it was okay. just fine. I mean, it was there was like a little roof on the. Um, on the porch, it was that kind of a wintry day where like, or I guess night rather, where like the snow's coming, but one of those weird ones where it feels warm in mm. comparison to how cold it has been. And you got like that kind of heavier, meltier snow. Yeah. So it really wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, wasn't windy or anything like that. Well, um, I'm glad you made it out of there, Tommy. Yeah, thanks. And I'm glad that you still knew where you were. This one time I walked into a biker bar in downtown Las Vegas um, that was the most out of place I've ever been. Is that right? No, it was terrifying. Terrifying. You know what? I've just never been out of place. <laughs> or maybe I've never been in place, so it's all the same. It's experienced exactly the same You way. don't adhere to any particular label, and thus you can't be out of a That's categorized right. place. That's exactly right. Well said by you. That's worth $5 right there to me. Yes. You know? Yes. That's getting you a good grade. Stu Telling New One is 1029 ESPN Radio. Here's the deal. Around the country, some states, ours included, are starting to open some things back up little by little. That's good. And I hope that we can do it with, uh, you know, safety, caution, all that kind of stuff, and that it works. And as it pertains to sports, the NBA is still there. It's been a little bit uh, not quite smooth, but they're still trying to open up the ability for guys to practice in limited numbers in some of the states where things are opening up. Georgia, 
obviously being one of those places with the Atlanta Hawks being there. Uh, now there's questions of equality in terms of, well, what if one team, you know, is able to practice a – Presumably the the Hawks or maybe the Memphis Grizzlies can be practicing way before either the New York teams, something like that. So I don't, I don't know how all this stuff sort of works out. But as a fan, I'm all for whatever can be safely done to be safely done. My thought, though, is this. We haven't been playing basketball now for a month and a half. And we are... Uh, right at what would have been the end of the regular season, you know, right now. There won't be NBA games for, at best, weeks to come, right? And almost certainly even into, you know, early middle summer, okay? So we're aware of, of the situation and that this that, that that we're still a ways off, at best, from from actual live games being played in any context, fans, no fans, whatever. It seems to me then within the the, the, the the confines of that, the context of that, that we are done with the regular season. That's my best guess. I don't, you know, unless they say, look, we got to play, we got to play a week's worth of games just to play games for the sake of having them play just to get it. We can't just start with the playoffs. And I would understand that. And maybe they're going to have maybe some, some, you know, uh, you know, warm-up games or something like that. You know, inter-squad games that don't actually, you know, count for anything. But my best guess is that if if the NBA season resumes, that it's going to be straight into the playoffs. And who knows, depending on timing, maybe it won't even be a 16-team playoff. But let's assume that it is. And if that's the case, if all those things are true, we know what the playoffs look like. We already got it set. By the way, for what it's worth, Milwaukee, Toronto, and Boston in the uh, East, they've all already clinched, you know, even in a full 82-game schedule. By the way, it's 65 games in, 65, 66 games, something like that is where we're at. So we're about 14 or 15 games away from finishing the regular season. In the West, only one team, that's the Lakers, have clinched. They're five and a half games ahead of the Clippers, by the way, 49 and 14, where they stand right now. The Bucks, the best team in basketball, 53 and 12. Let's start with the East. The matchup in the East would be then Milwaukee, Orlando, Toronto versus Brooklyn, the Raptors and the Nets. Obviously, no KD, but Kyrie has been there. The Celtics and the 76ers in the 3 6 matchup. And then the 4 5 is the Miami Heat and the Indianapolis Pacers. Well, the Indiana Pacers. Okay. Um, by the way, that's the one that I find interesting in this regard, Miami, Indiana. There are exactly two games separating those two teams, and you know that the Pacers would love to have a run to get a home court advantage, right, in the, you know, in the first round against the Heat. But as it is, as it stands right now, would be the uh, the Heat that would have the home court there. Milwaukee, Orlando. Look, I like Orlando. I think they have they got a good. They're a, there's there's a number of really good young building teams. The Orlando Magic are one of those teams, but they're not there. And Brooklyn, thanks but no thanks. Without Kevin Durant, uh, it ain't happening against Toronto. And by the way, Brooklyn and Orlando, just because they're in the playoffs. But again, I, this is still to me a problem with the NBA playoffs in general. They're not good. They're both. Four and five games, respectively, under 500. 30 and 34 is what the Brooklyn Nets are, and 30 and 35 is what the Orlando Magic are. So, you know, okay, you're one of the eight best teams in the East, but you're not a good team. And to go have to play the likes of the Milwaukee Bucks right now or the Toronto Raptors, give me the one and the two seed going through. Thank you very much. By far, the most intriguing matchup in the East is the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers, who are all right, 39 and 26, 13 games over 500. They got a 600 winning percentage, but are well below expectations. Well below expectations. And would, and yet, within that, it feels like still very dangerous with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and the whole rest of the cast and crew with the 76ers, who have. Had some things not work out. Obviously, Markel Fultz, just a complete 
bomb as a first-round pick for a bunch of different reasons, and I still like Markel Fultz, and he's there in Orlando, and he's still working through it, and maybe he you know, ends up being able to work out as an NBA player, but you know, Matt, that that was that was supposed to have been one of the surefire guys that was going to make this whole thing go, and that piece certainly did hurt Philadelphia. That said, they have no business being the sixth seed in the East. No business with the talent that they have on their team. And yet, at some level, it doesn't matter if you end up going on a great run in the postseason. Boston is the number three team in the East, 43-21. and 21. They're the other team that's clinched. And they also... And this is why, you know, this is why I think Boston is as dangerous as, as anybody. I, I, to me, the biggest threat to Milwaukee in the East is the Celtics, not the Toronto Raptors. To me, the Raptors have overachieved during the course of the regular season. And Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, they deserve all the credit in the world. Nick Nurse, certainly, as the head coach, all the credit in the world. But Boston has overachieved without all its players. They've been injured significantly throughout the course of the year, and they have played way more games undermanned than they have fully staffed, so to speak. And they would be coming into these playoffs fully healthy for really the first time all season. And that is as dangerous as it gets, right? And so I really like Boston in that series with Philadelphia, but it makes it interesting because Philadelphia is supposed to be better. And it feels like they can play with anybody, you know, in the East with the, with the guys that they have, even though they haven't proven it. Sometimes the second season, all of a sudden, you know, it kind of comes together. Now, do I think that it would? No, <laughs> no, because it's been it's been several years. I mean, you got the same coach, you got the same core group of players, and it ha- they have never gotten it rolling the way you expect them to get it rolling. But maybe this is the sort of thing where the break. You know, this space and time, go your separate ways, come back. Everybody hit the ground running again. It's a, it's a restart right at the most important time, which if there's any team that's going to be benefited by that, it's the Philadelphia 76ers. Not having played basketball is going to be far better for teams who weren't playing particularly well than for teams that were rolling, right? And so, you know, this is, this is one of those things. It reminds me of Game 7 of the 2016 World Series, if I may be so happy to recollect the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series. Are they down two runs when the rain started? I don't remember exactly the situation, but they were in dire straits. Up against the wall, eighth inning of the World Series in a game that they had the lead, then didn't have the lead in. And they got a heaven-sent 18-minute weather delay. And they had to have it. And they were able to sort of recircle the wagons and make one more push and got it done. Maybe this is that same thing on an extended level for Philadelphia. So anyway, for what it's worth, I'm not picking Philadelphia. I'm just trying to play a little bit of devil's advocate. I got Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, and I'm taking the Indiana Pacers as the five seed to beat Milwaukee and get those one, two, three, and five through. In the West... This is where I think it's the most interesting. Lakers, Memphis Grizzlies, Clippers, Dallas Mavericks. Okay, that's the one verse eight and the two verse seven. All of the teams save Memphis are over 500, in fact, significantly so. The Dallas Mavericks are 40 and 27. They're 13 games over, and they're the seventh seed. Okay, Houston's 16 games over. They're the sixth seed. So the West, again, even just by record, is far better than the East to say nothing of when you start stacking up the actual players and the talent that's there. Memphis is a very good team, though, uh, and, and a good young team, as is Dallas. Here's where I said, you know, I thought that there was an overlay with the last dance. You don't just come into the NBA and win right away, okay? And it's rare in any league, but it happens in the NFL. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is in his second season as a starter. He's already an MVP and a Super Bowl champion. Okay? That does happen in the NBA. It just doesn't happen unless you're maybe Bill Russell in the league. And two of the best players in this league are Luka Doncic with the Dallas Mavericks and John Morant with the Memphis Grizzlies. And they are great, and they're must-watch 
ball players. But you know what? At the end of the day, they're middle of the road teams in their conference, and they're going to be blasted out of the first round against the likes of LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard and Chris Paul because you have to work into your time. And it's not just you. It's you and the team around you. And this is Michael Jordan in the 80s, man. Going for 65, is it, right, in the garden? 63, 65 in the garden? In a loss. And the team ultimately not being competitive against Bird and the Celtics in the playoffs. And then having an opportunity against the Detroit Pistons. Year after year. Can't get past Isaiah Thomas, John Sally, Bill Lambeer, etc. Okay? Why does that happen? Well, because you're, first of all, not ready. It's part of it is learning. And the other thing is, though, you just can't do it by yourself, even if you're Michael Jordan. He needed Scottie Pippen, but also needed Pippen to grow. Like, Scottie Pippen, the day he entered the NBA, wasn't Scottie Pippen, the, 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 you know, three years in. The all-star that he was for the first time in 1990. And even though Michael's the best there's ever been, and six and zero in the playoff or in in the finals and all of that, it took him and the Bulls years to get to a place where he and then the team and the cast around him was such that they could finally take over. And when they did, they didn't let go. In fact, they only started losing because they got blown up. But this is this is what it is. You don't just come in and do the thing. And I think there's some great young players, like I said, Luca, John Morant, that are on teams that are growing. Obviously, with the Porzingis being there for for Dallas, if he can stay healthy, I still think Christoph Porzingis is is a very unique player. Uh, well, he's the unicorn, right? So I think they're great. The team, though, that I think has the best chance of being good first, and when I say good, I mean challenging for – conference championships and perhaps NBA finals first it's New Orleans Pelicans partly because I believe in Zion he's as strong and as athletic as it gets if he can stay healthy and I realize that's a big if but he he's the real deal the absolute real deal but also because they got a haul from Los Angeles when they sent Anthony Davis over there. So they aren't looking for just everybody else. I mean, Brandon Ingram's the number two pick in the draft. Lonzo Ball, two or three, right? Josh Hart, unbelievably good NBA player right now. They got J.J. Redick, who knows how long that you know he lasts, but Drew Holiday is there. They have a great and still very young team. And when you center it around a guy who... I think is going to develop into a, a, a first-team all-pro player in this league at some point. Now, all of a sudden, that's championship stuff. And not to say the other teams can't do it, but it's it seems like it's ready-made. It's there. Just there, They just need some growth and some time in New Orleans. Whereas they're still players away, many players away in Atlanta, in Memphis, and even in Dallas, where I think they are they got a good start. Dallas would be my second pick, by the way, on this. Uh, but they're not all the way there. So there you go. There's just a couple of thoughts on that. As far as the other two uh, matchups in the West go, okay, we talked about Lakers, Grizzlies, Clippers, Mavericks. I'm taking the two Los Angeles teams. The Nuggets, the three seed. How about the Denver Nuggets showing up? And the somewhat underwhelming, isn't it interesting, the sixth seed in both conferences, Houston Rockets. The 76ers in the East and then Westbrook, Harden, the reunion in Houston in the West. It's okay. You know, it ain't bad. 40 and 24 is a good record, but they're still right now the 60. By the way, they this is just so ironic. They have the exact same record as the team of the fifth seed. That is the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> OKC, where they both left to go play in Houston. They got the same record as and yet don't have the tiebreak against them. So as it sits right now, we don't play another regular season game. It's Oklahoma City that's the fifth seed, and they would be playing the Utah Jazz. I would... I want to go very chalk in the West. Certainly I'm going with, with the Clippers and the Lakers. I love the Jazz, and I think the Jazz, they've been held down probably for too long to to be knocked out against this Thunder team in the first round 
I think the Jazz can get through to that second round. Even though they've been underwhelming, both Brian Westbrook and James Harden know what it is and what it means to play in the playoffs, know how to flip that switch. And I think that they would have a very good look against the Nuggets, even though I I think I love the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets are one of the most fun teams in the association to watch as far as I'm concerned. Having the home court advantage, Denver would be rocking for the Nuggets in the postseason. But I think that there is something to be said for two superstars who you get to be a superstar not just by being a great player, but by being a great player at big times. And I know that we've seen James Harden have maybe his worst performance ever in an elimination game in which his team lost. So I'm aware that those are out there. But these two guys coming together and the level of compete that they have combined with the level of skill that they have, I think that there would be that they that they might find a way to get it done against Denver. So I'll take the Rockets, the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Lakers in the West. I'm not going to go further than that. I'm not going to go through and try and start picking NBA Finals champions and all that. But I thought it was worth looking at, thinking about a little bit. And I know that when Coulter gets back in here, he's going to be all pumped up about it because big man loves him some NBA for sure. It's two tell Nuanas. 1029 ESPN Radio. Great to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for letting me hang out alongside you, whatever you're up to, cruising around, working on the house. We got some painting done, and by we, I mean not me at all. I would have ruined any painting that was being done in the household, but got some stuff done. seen a lot of people doing work in the yards. I guess it's about that time. So if you're doing it, good for you. Stay motivated. I offer motivation because I have none of my own. It's easier for me to just dole it out. Take a quick break. We'll come back. The Paddleheads got a number of different things going on here in this offseason. As they face an uncertain future, uh, they are still uh, uh, pushing forward with a bunch of different stuff, which is really cool. So we'll get into some of that and more right after this. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. there well doing okay i hope so i just want to check in on you make sure everybody's all right to tell anyone is one espn radio coulter out today i am hin and happy to be here with you online 1029espn.com and listen to the podcast the stream as well you can also follow along at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT. A couple of things here. Uh, mentioned them in the uh, in the news brief there, but this is this is cool. Uh, a couple of things that the Paddleheads are up to. Now, we know that the uh, local affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks here, the rookie A uh, club, the, the Missoula Paddleheads, as well as the entire Pioneer League, which includes three uh, Montana teams in Billings and Great Falls, as well as Missoula, uh, are facing pretty uncertain times, both the uh, this season for everybody and every sport, but also the future and beyond, uh, because of the negotiations which might lead to the uh, to excising about forty teams around the country, uh, which would include the entire Pioneer League from minor league baseball. That though is not stopping the Paddleheads from going forward with a couple of very cool things that they want folks to know about, and I think it's worth taking a moment to uh, to talk about. The Missoula Paddleheads, uh, in conjunction with the YWCA, have announced, again, the Strikeout Domestic Violence Campaign. Look, there's, we're, we're all at our homes, right? For most of us, it's a happy and hopefully healthy place to be. It's certainly been uh, a silver lining for me. 
It isn't the case for everybody, and we're sadly aware of that fact. And the YWCA has been integral for very many years in taking care of women, and especially battered women and children in the situations that they come from. And right now, unfortunately, we're seeing a spike in some of that stuff uh, because people are at home more, a lot more than they have been. Uh, and so right now, the Paddleheads, through May 10th, which is Mother's Day, are going to do a one-for-one match up to $20,000 for the Strikeout Domestic Violence Campaign. Uh, you can go online uh, to the YWCA. They have a Missoula crowdfunding campaign. So you can go on and find that and check it out. Or you can also go online to the Paddleheads store. It's, it's uh, paddleheads.milbstore.com. Paddleheads.milbstore.com. And every dollar spent or donated during this campaign will receive an exact match up to $20,000 from the team, from the organization itself, uh, to help survivors and uh, and children in need of safety and support. So that's a very, very cool thing. I encourage you. Uh, it's a good time to get your gear. The new gear is out. It is the best new logo in the country in Major League Baseball, according to the, uh, the competition that was done. So congratulations to the Paddleheads on that. And they just released, again, maybe what, two, three weeks ago now, their brand new jerseys to go along with the you know we saw the logos and the hats and all that but the new jerseys are out so you can go on get that stuff for you for your family and then uh, also up until may 10th that's gonna go ahead and help out the ywca as well so that's fantastic thursday evening two days from now also worth noting a re-airing of an Osprey game from last season. It was a Billings Mustangs versus Osprey game that t- happened on August 29th. It was the Indigenous Heritage Night at Allegiance Field, which is a great game, and the game turned out to be an outstanding one. I won't blow it for you because this is the thing I hate the most is when they replay games and they tell you all the things that happen and you go, well, why am I sitting here watching? I had forgotten it. I wanted to relive it. So I won't tell you what happened, but I will tell you uh, that the watch party begins at 7 o'clock Thursday night on SWX. They'll rebroadcast the game. Uh, Sean Rainey is going to be on there uh, with a, uh, a new intro for you and a whole bunch of folks around that are associated with the team. Some of the media people around town are going to be on their social medias. Hashtag SW Extra Innings. Okay? S-W-X-T-R-A Innings. You watch that game, have a little bit of fun on the World Wide Web, you know, and take in a little bit of Osprey baseball here in the offseason, which by the way, it's still the offseason. Even if nothing was going on, we'd still be almost like two months away from baseball in Missoula, so that's good. Are you waving at me? What's going on? Sorry, I was just airing out. (laughs) It's toasty back here. You're laughing and you got your arms in the air. I was just watching some Facebook stuff. Oh, okay. Thanks. Thank you. I mean, not that anything I was saying was funny. Were you going to a break? Did I miss something? No. Okay. I I thought I was missing something. I thought you were signaling me through the glass. This is the downside of being able to see you. (laughs) Because if you you could laugh as much as you want in silence and raise your arms as high as you wanted in the air in the old place and no one would know. And now I sit here think that I've gone through some, you know, stop sign that I was, you know, somehow transgressed or something like that. Nope, nothing like that. I'm okay. just having a grand old time back here, man. Okay, good, Tommy. I'm glad to hear it. We'll take it's a great show. You're doing really good today, by the way, without Coulter. Yeah. Typically, he keeps you on track and, and, and does a great job coming up with content. And, and you delivered to me a full show outline today. Yeah, I did. I, on I, your own. I'm glad you could move over good the job, Albertsons buddy. Monopoly pieces to grab that thing, oh, you know, because you were yeah. clearly... You into these? You know, I'm not. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Two reasons why. So the Monopoly game, the first Monopoly game that I'm aware of of this sort of thing, you know what we're talking about, right, boys and girls? Like the, the you, you go to the store, you buy the items. Some of them are associated with tickets. You get the ticket, you get the game board, and you try and win stuff, right? That Monopoly game, not the actual Monopoly game was McDonald's, right? Way back in the day, they did the thing. And I was right. into it, and I was trying to do the whole thing. And how many... How many Big Macs they got out of me for trying to win whatever it was. And by the way, you did win. Like, I remember getting some free, you know, ice cream cone or something. Then the the grocery store one started. And 
it just felt like it was just it just never felt like there was ever going to be a winner. Like I collected like I mean hundreds and hundreds of these things really? and got so many repeats and never got anything out of it. So I just sort of like I don't know. And now recently I thought there was like a wasn't there a big to do about that well actually like the winning pieces were never actually released like this thing this whole thing was rigged which would play into my some of my you know more con- I'm not nearly the conspiracy theorist that you and Coulter are you don't even believe he doesn't even believe reality is real <laughs> and so I, I'm not going to that level with him I think skepticism is easy to come by but I do believe that yeah like the the million dollar winning piece is probably in a bunker somewhere and it's going to be released three days after the deadline to turn it in you know what I mean that's kind of my feeling on the deal where you're never really the, the big ones you never really had a shot at that's how I feel dude. I have one cash from the Albertsons Monopoly come on true what are we, I'll can, give you my can, how, how much 100 bucks I mean that's 100 bucks 100 bucks not yeah. store credit got 100 bucks and a gift card pretty in, cool in so a, in a gift a, like a like a like a cash gift card like yeah. you could spend it anywhere pretty, okay. but the the McDonald's piece is really unique because there's a great documentary circul- circulating about this right now have you watched it it's on Netflix or Hulu or one of the well one of the two platforms and it's called <laughs> McMillions <laughs> okay and and Oh, is that the one that was rigged? Yeah. Okay, okay, maybe that's what I was saying. Contrary to what you're saying, they did make winning pieces, a lot of them. But the problem is, and this sounds so cliche, but the mafia got in there, and they found a way (laughs) into the production plant, and they were just taking them off the production line. And they'd give them to their friends as wedding presents. You know those little 25-cent toy dispensers where they've got, like, stick-on tattoos? Sure. The occasional, you know, Ike candies or Mike and Ikes or whatever they are. Yeah. And then the little toys in the little plastic egg container thing, and you pull the bottom off, and you have a toy in there. They'd put the winning million-dollar pieces in there and hand them out to their friends. And the people that hijacked the Monopoly worked at the security firm which was licensed to serve the promotions company that McDonald's hired to make the Monopoly game. Now, have you seen Ocean's 13? No. Have you seen Ocean's 11? Nope. Now, I know I'm not going to get I on saw here. one Ocean one time. Well, it starts Pacific. at 11. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Funny. It's yeah. good. It's yeah. hilarious. Sorry, I wasn't on board for it. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Uh, I thought. I yeah. It's sort of like COVID nineteen. Just so we're all clear, the nineteenth one of these. It's named after the year. Evidently, there was some confusion about that. <laughs> right. People who were supposed to know right. didn't know. Okay, so tell me about this show. Uh. Uh. Anyway. I mean, it's, you know, they're going to knock off a casino, right? They're going to swindle a casino for millions and millions of dollars, okay? So one of the things they do is they send two of the guys that are in on it to, like, Mexico to the plant where they actually make the dice. And mm. they're, you know, what, what, are, what are they? They're making funny dice or whatever. They're always going to roll, you know, sevens or I don't know. You know, I don't know how they do it. But Magic. they're down there. They're down there messing with the dice that are coming from the place that are actually being shipped directly to the casino. This is what this feels like right here. You know, layers upon layers of getting back behind the scenes so you have the opportunity to mess with the product. That's exactly how I came to be in the the producer's chair of this show. Get behind the thing, screw up the product. That is your show. (laughs) I think you... I I, I totally disagree. (laughs) Uh, so, but now, even knowing yeah. all that, you still believe in the current Monopoly games? Oh, that are I don't out believe. There. No, absolutely not. It's all fake. I mean, you said of, you got a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, but you know, of, of course, they give out some small prizes. You know what I think they do? I think I think all the cards are out there, okay? But I think they ship like the million dollar winning pieces. They're going to Florida. Where the 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 and and then the, the, the five hundred thousand you know winning pieces they're going to Washington, but all the bulk pieces are going to different parts. So they ship them different places, and now all of a sudden you know there's there's very little chance that all of a sudden you're going to get the the piece that you need. You got four of the five or whatever because you're not even living in a region that's even going to come close to receiving them. They split them up. Couldn't that be the same system that I don't know the lottery uses? I mean I don't know. Isn't the lottery just numbers? Mm, no, uh, ping pong geographically balls. Isn't restricted that the thing? numbers. 
How much how much of the lottery do you play? Not a lottery guy. No? Nope, not It actually surprises me. me, and it makes me, you know, happy. It's five people play the lottery. It's fine, but yeah, I don't really do it. I, the only lottery I've ever played is when I was, was, was forced to by my boss, who said, no, give me your money. We're buying a lottery, because it was like a billion dollars <laughs> oh, for the Powerball. She went around, right, with the hat, and like we all had to throw in. Yeah. She determined what the percentages and the splits would be yeah. for her and the staff and everybody else. Unfortunately, I don't know if she calculated the percentages of winning, <laughs> which is, is statistically are zero. She still doesn't know that I won. <laughs> you know, that's the you've beautiful done a, you've thing. You've done a great job hiding it for quite a while. Uh, it's too telling to want us one or two ninety ESPN radio. My diamond ring, on man. The mic. Why? Why would anything change with Coulter being out? He headbutts the thing. You punch the microphone. Nothing changes. Nobody has any spatial awareness in this office of where they are in relation to the physical objects that make the radio work. We'll be back. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. Song I wrote, you might want to sing it. Not I hope that your last three minutes was great, but I can promise you that nobody had a better three minutes than Tommy. I got no idea why, but you are just. I thought these windows were supposed to be soundproof. Isn't that part of the deal of having a, a radio station? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, I am hearing you howling with joy and laughter oh, really? back there, just like I'm, I'm just—I don't know what's popping through, but I'm very happy for you. This girl got a hold of Jeff Lowe's number, and yeah, I'm going to talk about Tiger King again, and she's trolling Jeff Lowe. Now, and which one's Jeff Lowe? The leathered-up, like badass guy. The new guy who comes along and takes over the. Yeah, the that thing. guy. Okay, he's the millionaire who's going to save the zoo, and he's right. just. He's just like He's this a con dork. man. He's a dorky con man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it's just it's just hysterical. Okay. So I come across that, it gave me a laugh. I'm glad that you could um, hopefully get some joy. Is the new is the, the the bonus episode out? Don't even watch it. Don't even talk about it. I don't care if Netflix sues me for saying this on the radio. It's the worst piece of content that has ever gone out for public consumption. Whoa! Ever? Whoa! Ever? Man, they're just trying to make they're just trying to make a little extra off of something that was good, and they they tried to ruin it. They at the end, got huh? a great placement slot for all those high revenue ads, mm-hmm. and they ran them because everybody would run them once or twice, and they got their payday. And it's just a joke. Well, good to know. Maybe I'll avoid it. It's two telling the one is one or two nine ESPN radio. Hope you're having a great Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for spending some time with us. If you missed anything in the show, you can listen on the podcast, the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. It's available all the time at your leisure. The podcast is available thanks to Opportunity. Nope. Thanks to Blackfoot. Opportunity Bank, thanks for getting us the stream. Blackfoot, thank you for getting us the podcast going for everybody. This is what happens. You know, Coulter calls me. 30 minutes before we go on the air. So uh, I'm 75 minutes out and my car's not running. <laughs> okay. So that's what we got, huh? So this is what we're doing. You know, you make a quick, hard left turn to do it. Uh, you know, so, okay, it's fine. One thing I did want to mention here, uh, just, you know, I don't know. It's 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 more of a thank you than anything else. But uh, we were nominated, Coulter and I and Tommy as well, as part of the production team on this uh, for a Montana Broadcasting Award this year. Uh, they were finalists for the Sports Coverage Award in radio, uh, which is something that we've think taken 
a fair amount of pride in over the years and have been successful within the context of the uh, MBAs, the crannies as they're called, which is uh, the broadcasting awards for the state of Montana from EB Crane, one of the Hall of Fame broadcaster in the state of Montana. But uh, we are appreciative of all of you for continuing to make this show go. Certainly appreciative of Coulter, who from a sports content and sports coverage standpoint is uh, the engine of this whole thing uh, from not just a knowledge but a connections base as well. So uh, but with, we're appreciative of that. We're excited about it, and we'll see what happens. The awards are uh, sometime in June or something like that, so we'll find out if uh, if there's any hardware coming our way. But, you know, one of two ain't bad. So we, we say thanks to everybody out there for that, and hopefully we can continue to provide uh, some of that for you uh, as we go. Uh, Tommy, yeah. I I have a, a, a bit of a problem. Well, many, as you okay. know. But I, I got a bad foot, right? But happily, I got, I got a good foot too, right? Well, don't ask me. I mean, You're... no, but you know this that I got a, a kind of a bum right foot. I kind of hobble around. I just think like you walk like a dad. Like I don't think like oh, run his foot. I'm just like oh, he he left his lazy boy, so now he's in pain. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's <laughs> that is accurate. Hundred <laughs> percent. Everything you said is true. So are you going to amputate it? No, uh, not yet. But here's the issue. Here, this it's the it's the what was the good foot? The other day I go I went on a walk, and I came back and went to bed. I wake up, and my big toe on my good foot is just, I mean, in terrible pain. Yeah, I didn't do anything. No I didn't nails, stub glass. it. No, didn't step on anything. Didn't trip, which I trip hundred times a day. I mean, I almost went down trying to walk into this office one day. That was a great day. So I have, I have, I have problems staying on my two feet. Okay, that's fine. But <laughs> I didn't do anything, and it feels. You know what? If you know when you feel like you have a knuckle that you need to crack, but you can't quite crack okay, it, and it sure. feels like kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. But then that, like, where if you. St- if you decided that you wanted to crack it would just be horrific pain. Like you're terrified to actually do it. That's where I'm at with this toe. And I can't have two bad feet. Like one's okay, but a second one, we got a real problem. And so now I start, I like dealt with it for a day and I'm like, maybe it'll just kind of go away. And it's not near maybe as bad as it was, but then I got, you know, I'm like, okay, well I'm going to start trying to, to maneuver this thing a little bit, you know, manipulate as the, as the doctors say, the toe. Okay. <laughs> it feels like it might be dislocated somehow, but there's no way that it can be because I didn't do anything to dislocate it. Have but you fe- experienced a dislocated thing in the past? I mean, yeah, uh, not really. So it, yeah. it's it's not. It doesn't feel like it's dislocated, but it feels awkward. Yeah. So then I'm thinking, well, should I pull like it? Should I pull it straight out and see if it, you know? Can do the thing, just pain. I'm just putting myself through so much pain for no reason and no idea. Like this is the dumb thing, right? Yeah, yeah. These people with their WebMDs, shut up with your Google search about what your problem is. You're not a doctor. <laughs> you don't have a clue how the things work together. All these geniuses with all these great, you know, answers on how we're going to cure everything and fix it. No, you don't know. You just you don't. And so, and, but then I'm sitting here giving myself the same speech on my toilet this morning. I'm sitting there trying to put on a sock, and I'm like, nice. well, maybe I'll manipulate the toe and try and crack it and try and move it around. And at some point, now I've just accentuated the discomfort that I was in. And then I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, what are you doing? You don't, I mean, you couldn't fly a spaceship before you could fix your own toe, you idiot. And so now I'm wandering around. You know, in even more, you know, pain than I was in. Now, happily, I've put my shoes on. I got some inserts in there. It feels okay now, but it's not 100%. And, and it's one of these mystery things. You ever get a mystery pain? I mean, I know you're a young guy. I'm obviously old man here, barely hanging on. But sometimes you just, oh, why, why does my elbow feel like this? I didn't throw anything. I didn't hit anyone. I didn't, I didn't bash it with a rake or something like this it just hurts now <laughs> what do you do yeah i mean you're right I've, I've had a few mystery pains um but the best advice i have for you and i'm sorry to know that you're um going through this it sounds thank you thank like you a Tommy. really hard time yes yes um, 
your your sympathy is yeah. is very well received. You know, you got to do something to take your mind off of the pain, right? That's what we go to. Is this going to be the break your f- pinky finger speech? No, it's just finish putting the trim up around the basements. Just get the trim up, yo. I, I mean, first of all, I just you won't believe this. Nobody listening thinks will think that this is is that this isn't built. Uh, Thirty minutes ago. I just received a text about my trim from my friend. No way. Yeah, he says he's coming to do it. That's weird because multi- I've, I keep having things like this happen in the universe. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, sort mm-hmm. of topics. It's because the phones are listening to us now. The Google's listening. Uh, yeah. Putting so, the trim up around my house will will result in much pain. And physical anyone and listening otherwise. who's not following, go back to the podcast from like 2015. <laughs> yes. Yes, go through them all. Well, you should do that anyway because you will be thrilled with what Coulter and Ryan can come up with. Yeah, You'll hear a great method to win a PS4, but you will also learn how it is impossible for Ryan to use a tool of any kind. And and this trim thing has gone on for what, years, man? Years? Well, yeah, we're over two and a half, the two and a half year mark, and I have... Uh, hung or set or whatever the word is one two three four four pieces of trim covering roughly 20 feet i've heard like three stories about your house since you bought it i remember when you bought it again you can find those podcasts you had to break into your own house number one yeah number two you fell down your own stairs i did do which i heard the kiddos tell everyone this is where dad fell when he was going Yeah, because there's a hole in the wall and guess what the hole's still there because dad doesn't know how to fix that either (laughs) And uh, and then this trim is just outstanding. Yeah. You know, if you ever need to hire, well, I guess you did hire somebody. For what? For the trim. You're gonna no. pay, you're gonna pay somebody to do the trim. Well, well, well. I don't know what's gonna happen with the trim. Okay. You should. I don't know. Do some renovations. Sell some. You know things. My, my dad, God bless him too. He's gotten me like some wood to do it, and I even sanded it and painted it. But I just, I can't. I can't, it's not exactly, it's not perfectly straight. Okay. And I don't have the resources to really cut it at lengths in ways that it fits together well. And also I found that there's like certain bows in the wood so it doesn't sit, you know, flush against the wall. And the level of consternation is is about enough to do me in. So I just, you know, I don't know. I need a pro. Oh, there we go. No matter what. I believe in you. Thank you, Tommy. Boys and girls, it's been something on this Tuesday. I hope you had as much fun as we did. See you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.